0: Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is a Highly Advised Podcast. I'm here with me and my friends. It's, uh, loud, it's Spence. We're here coming to bring y'all another episode. This is episode 22. Here talking real shit with y'all. How's everybody doing this week?
1: I can't call it, man. Everything's everything for the most part. I got a little too cozy this week, so... That's about it. How about
2: y'all? Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy, Big Cozy, Too Cozy, a.k.a. Lyle. You know, the bad guy. I'm doing good, and um, hopefully you guys are having a good week, and next week is going to be a good week as well. Quick question, Lyle. Like, from last
1: episode, you were talking about you was too cozy and you had to go to the doctor, right? You want to get the fans a follow-up to that?
2: Uh, basically, my doctor was kind of like, I could prescribe you some medicine that's going to help you out. Right. But I think you should go to a chiropractor first. So I'm going to try out the chiropractor first.
0: Just all right. take all the medicine, though. I
2: want to. Yeah. Take a handful. Yeah, Of course. Why, why, why not? <laughs>
1: Tell the doctor. It's like, <laughs> like, yo, fam, just mix all of that shit up. It's like, which one are you supposed to take? Just give me a handful, man. I'll be good. Yeah. it's the best way to do it. Yeah. I mean, you only live once, man. You, you live once, but it, you can
0: die twice. Do you want your back to be hurting forever? If you take all that medicine, your back won't be hurting at all.
2: Of course, that's why I'm listening to you guys. See, yeah,
0: Damn. trying to help you out.
1: Yeah, see yeah, what I'm friends do for each for other, you. man.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, listen.
2: listen <laughs> you ain't right here,
0: shit. I'm
1: saying, <laughs> <laughs> not a thing. But nah, I, I don't know. It's been an interesting week, to be honest with you, y'all.
0: Yo. It's like, it's been crazy, man. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like life is just fucking weird, man. Twenty twenty. Yeah, it's yeah. like I don't really know how to call it. Like I'm, I'm here. That's what I can say. It's not really that good. It's not really that bad. I'm just fucking here, man. That's why I, I feel. know. I know that feeling, man. I mean, sometimes,
1: sometimes your only assignment is just to make it to class for the day. Yeah. Not even to participate. So I think I'm everybody d- live through that shit though. Right. I'm now.
0: definitely in class, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like kind of bullshitting on my notes. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just like, like I'm just here. I'm, I'm sitting in the back, like, kind of joking with my friends and shit. Speaking of which, me and Lyle sat in the back of class in high school. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah, in math class together.
2: Yeah, that's when we, when we started being cool and shit. Yeah, that, that shit was uh, like VIP back in back in the day. No, I was just going to say, yeah, before then, I didn't really, uh, I mean, I knew Nigel and he knew me, but we weren't really, like, kicking in like that. It wasn't until that math class, bro, and then the rest was history. Hey man, that's how. Sometimes that's how friendships work, man.
0: Yeah, man. All it
2: take is that one moment,
0: making yeah, each other laugh and shit.
2: Yeah, and it, I remember the teacher used to be like, "Yo, guys, stop talking." But we just kept.
0: Yeah, talking we, we, we didn't give a fun. fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just sitting back there, chilling on yeah. shit, man. Yeah. Speaking of people laughing, um, you know, something just recently happened with uh yeah. Cat Williams. He put something yeah. out, and he put something out with Supreme. He's uh sitting there, kind of speaking his truth to the people, you know what I mean?
2: I was going to say, I, I would like to say he's speaking the truth to the people, not his truth, right? Right. Everything, everything he was saying was pretty much facts. And, um, of course, there's going to be people that's going to dispute it because there's always detractors and opposition with everything. But what he was saying is stone-cold facts, man, is just – that's the that's kind of how our our country is in right now, you know what I mean, where it's crazy how celebrities and entertainers are making a lot more sense than the people that's making the fucking laws,
1: but that's because they have no there's no bias that's all that is like i think we i think more often than not we look for and i I think I said this before in on one of the episodes we look at entertainers for as as a resource for like Making sense of what what's going on in the world far too often because I think most people have most people are under certain circumstances where their viewpoints and perspectives could get them ousted from whatever their their job is right yeah so I mean I can see I can see why we ha- always have to lean on them because far too often I think in in government and everything I mean huh. We know what lobbyists are, like you when you have someone that's a lobbyist, that lets you know like what this whole situation is to some extent, so I think a lot of times when people make decisions, it's based off of of their personal interests I exactly. think sometimes and it, exact and on top of it, even in the cat Williams thing, he tried to dissolve the notion, not the notion, but he tried to dissolve. The stereotype that a lot of people may have about uh, about people, right? And just saying, like, yo, you know, you've you've been waiting for hundreds of years and nothing has happened. You say we're this, that, and the third, and nothing has happened. We're better than that. And it's like trying to dissolve just that whole notion of like, yo. Far too often, that what happens, I think racism, especially because it's, I believe, to me personally, I believe racism is a learned behavior. I think. The The issue with it is far too often these minds get shaped at such an early age that by the time they don't even understand, like, oh, this person's not dangerous. And I think with him doing the a collab, for anybody listening that may not know what we're talking about, Kyle Williams did um, a Supreme commercial. And we actually had a chance to sit – actually, it just released probably while we were recording. Really, like
0: a couple but, hours ago?
1: Yeah, so, like, we did – like he did a, I think like it was a 30 second version, but there's a seven minute version of it that I suggest everybody check out. Even in that seven minute version, like I think the thing that helped with dissolving and getting the attention of others is the fact that it's with such a high end brand that is very well connected to urban culture and possibly people that are parents of kids who may have a certain, or not even parents, but just some people that consume your product have a different belief system.
0: My thing is this, right? Like, uh, the things he was saying, like, it, it makes like a lot of sense. It's just like, it's so easy for us to just be on the same page and just try to well, I should say it's not easy, but it should be easy for us to be on the same page and like support each other through this and just do the right things. But because we all are so like heavily invested in our opinions and our personal interests, we just can't get over like ourselves To just do the same thing and for the right reason like you know what i mean it's like it it should be simple but but for whatever reason we just can't get on the same page like i'm convinced that if something more serious were to have happened than this coronavirus situation we would be really fucked because we we can't even all put on a mask even though it's like we should be able to do that
1: i think people i think it's just i think that's just people in general when it comes to like personality right more right. people are not willing to be on the same page just because of whatever their values and belief systems are far too often far too often to 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 agree with someone that you're you're talking on an issue about it's it involves having to sometimes go against your own value system and belief system you get what i mean and it's just one It's one of those things That is It's just hard I think it's hard For many people And a lot And like I said Even Even like we we're saying With not even just Necessarily government But people They have their own Self-interest bro Like People Like you saw that In Michigan Where people were Literally standing outside Or even out here Where the guy was on Was out here protesting With an AK4 What was it AR-15 ar forty seven, AR-15, well, AR-15.
0: Or hollow point bullets
1: Yeah Because he felt safe That way to protest to not wear a mask.
0: That shit's crazy to me. (laughs) I don't understand. Like it's like I mean, people. I get it to some extent. People care more about standing up for their rights for staying inside than they do about standing up for the rights of another human being. That shit blows my mind. Like it really does. Because I say
2: self interest.
0: Yeah, but that's fucked up.
2: Well, I mean. Surprise, surprise, right? We live in a world where there's a lot of greed, envy, and jealousy, you know, and all tie in together, right? So the the greater good is, you know, we all, we're all human beings, all lives matter, all this, all that, blah, 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 right? Unfortunately, not everybody wants to be on that fucking page. And the people who, and then there's some people who claim they're on that page, but they refuse to have an open mind about it right like for example the people who aren't black and they're like oh well I don't believe there's racism because you know I had a hard life there's people like that so like I feel like that you're you're always going to get that crazy always going to get that one person kind of like you know fuck black people blah blah blah. but you know what I'm going to stand up for my rights to not wear a fucking mask so I don't even though that I'm potentially spreading the virus by my, you know, by me not giving a fuck of what what people are telling me what to do, so it, it's like every a lot of people are selfish, man, in this fucking world, you know. And unfortunately, this is the uphill battle that as as human beings is going to keep battling, until until generations later when when people are starting where where all the negative people and shit is starting to to phase out. And Spence is right. Racism is a learned behavior. And there is people that still support fucking racism. And there's still people that that are ignorant and they're kind of like, well, fuck it. I'm going to be racist because I don't know any better. Extremely. Yeah, it, it, it's nah. There's people like that. And it's so fucking unfortunate. And I just pray for my child, my grandchildren, and my descendants that they experience a lot less of what we've experienced today and what our ancestors have experienced in the past.
1: I feel like based off, like, just the stories that I've heard, right, from, like, growing up, I think we're, I I believe that we're fortunate enough that we will, our kids will be in a a space that is a lot more harmonious to them and more welcoming. I do believe just because of, like, when you hear, just horror stories, and even I was actually listening to a, a video on YouTube the other night, and it was just like, do it was a bunch of clips from like the 1960s of people talking about like their their issues with racism and asking for equality at the time. This is like 68, 67. A lot of the same thing. A lot of the same things that they were talking about, we're still having the conversation to this day in terms of equality, fair chances, and so on and so forth. And I think. I I think, like you said, like a lot of people have phased themselves out, but unfortunately, it's a, a learned behavior. A lot of people believe, a lot of people in this, not even just this country necessarily, but this world believe that most people have a fair chance. Everybody is born equally. Born, when I say born equally, I mean like in the terms of opportunity. A lot of times people believe we are all given the same opportunity or whatever the case may be. So it's like, it's just one of those things. But even then, though, like, with the whole Cat Williams shit, like, it's it's just a crazy situation. It's a crazy – I think it's a crazy commercial that I think was a necessary talk piece, to be honest with you. Right. Because even – and granted, like, I know we there's so much other stuff that we have to talk about, but even just the – just going back and looking at the conversations we've had prior to about voting and Cat Williams thankfully addressing that situation – of how many people are saying the whole thing about I can vote this or I can go do that blah blah blah, but instead they're saying well instead of voting for Trump or Bernie because some people believe they're 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 unfavorable to some people right right people decide to say well I'm just gonna go write in Kanye or I'm gonna write in Bernie or I'm gonna write in whoever and even Cat Williams said at the end of the day your is your writing is the writing is not going to help get a different result at the end of the day we know either of those two can- candidates are gonna are gonna win and i think now especially with with everything going on between the racism and the the mass stuff some people are going to have more resistance now just because of like someone like joe biden because you have people that are willing to vote for joe but some people are I, and i've seen that some people are unfavored are un are not favoring Joe more or less because of him picking Kamala Harris as his
0: VP, so which I think it, is absurd. It, it's kind of interesting with the whole Kamala Harris thing because I think Kamala Harris is an interesting pick for VP. Uh, I know a lot of people think of her as a cop. She's not. She was never a cop from what I know, uh, but apparently she was a very strong prosecutor and ended up yeah. like, like leading to a lot of people being in jail for different types of uh, charges and whatnot. I can understand why that made some people upset. But at the same point in time, it just seems that like it seems like out of the two VPs and the two choices for president, that's one of the best directions we can go in, even if she's not the person I would necessarily vote for. I think at the end of the day, it was a nice move because I was, was kind of expecting him to choose Bernie. Or I'll just say I, I wasn't expecting him to choose Bernie, but I thought that that might be a good choice for him. But at the same point in time, people don't like Bernie like that. They think he's too radical. So I can understand why he chose somebody who Kamala, who she's like, uh, a lot of Democrats are kind of like Republican light. And like, she can, she can kind of fit in there as well. But she's also one of the more, um, what's the word I, I was looking for? I would say more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, you know, the way they describe like the newer generation of Democrats.
2: Uh, I, I'm not I'm even not all- sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure.
0: Well, she's more. She's one of the more left-leaning Democrats, like in comparison to some of the others, but like not really. So, I, I see like you're trying to say, like, are you trying liberal, to say like, she's liberal.
2: Liberal. Yeah. I was yeah.
0: Say. Like she has some liberal opinions, but at the same point in time, she has hard stances against other things. And you see some people also saying like, "Oh well," she said that she never smoked weed in the past, and then she went on Breakfast Club and t- talked about smoking weed with Snoop Dogg, and it's it's just weird stuff. You know what I mean? I, I So the thing, uh, Biden
2: should have chose the woman. Biden should have chose a black woman. Unfortunately, the woman that he chose wasn't a favorable pick, right? Because right. initially he, he was going to choose a white woman. And that The lady from, um, I don't want to say Milwaukee, but she is from. Uh,
0: Amy Klobuchar.
2: Yes. So, and people were not happy with that pick. So, you know, he went back to the drawing board. And then now, boom, we got Kamala Harris. And a lot of people are upset because of when she used to be district attorney or whatever, she was locking up niggas, right? And uh, I I, I agree with people who are upset about that. You know what I mean? Like, now that she's selected for VP and and she's depending on the black vote, it's kind of like, You know, damn what she's done in the past. It's kind of like with Joe Biden. Damn, I mean not Joe Biden, my bad. Joe Biden, right? (laughs) Joe Biden, like you know, damn, damn what he did in the past. Even though he had a part in that fucking crime bill, and now he's playing cover up with this shit. And her, because it's gonna come up. It's gonna keep coming up now. I guarantee she's gonna play cover up with it. She isn't gonna come out and be 100 percent honest of what she did. So, it, so I understand why people are like, kind of like, fuck. Now we gotta deal with the lesser of two evils once again, just like four years ago with Hillary and, and Trump. Even though that Kamala isn't the, the greatest choice and all that, I'm kind of like, let's be real. Let's not act surprised here. I don't think Biden was gonna choose. A strong black woman In the first place He could have easily done it He could have I mean I, My thing is this I, I don't think he it, it, I, He could have easily done it
1: I mean well My thing is this I think Most people I, And I reached out to I reached out to some people That That Were a little more well versed Than Kamala Harris Right And granted Just like any politician She does have Some Some strikes against her In terms of like whatever she did with like in California in terms of like locking kids up or locking people up just because of like, I know I've seen a clip at least of her talking about, you know, they were going to set something about like, I guess, locking people up if the kids didn't go to school. Right. At the same time, I I wouldn't say she's not strong. She's a strong, she's strong. It's just the fact that I think her, her viewpoints may be, may differ from others, but at the same time, you're not going to have, there's no politician that you're going to find I don't care of race. I don't care of gender. Every po- there's you're going to find something that is unfavorable to you as a person,
2: right? No, right. And I, and I didn't mean. Let me say this real quick before you finish your point. I'm not saying that she's not a strong woman. Let me let me not say that. But she was not the choice that a lot of people, you know, a lot of minorities was imagining that I was going to get chose, right? I, unless you're in that political space where you know the game that's being played, but for like the average American, you know, that was definitely not somebody that was high on the list, but I'm not saying she's not a strong woman. I mean, she she couldn't be able to have the opportunity that she got if she wasn't strong. So I'm not saying that she is not strong at all that I just, I was just saying that, you know, he could have chose any strong black woman, but he went with, Kamala Harris as his pick, which was unfortunately an unfavorable pick for a lot of people. Right. I mean, it's an
1: unfavorable pick for a lot of people, but I think it's, I'm not going to say it was his best decision, but I think trying to get the the vote, I think she may be a, she may have been a good decision just because of like like Nadja was saying how she has liberal viewpoints, but she has some conservative viewpoints as well. And I think by having that it allows people to say, well, this is someone that I I'm willing to stand behind because this is probably looks more like a politician in comparison to like some of the other politicians we have seen or whatever, right? In our in our lifetime. So I think I think that's probably one of the good reasons why. And on top of it, it's like I, I think I, I I think being able to see especially it's going to speak volumes in the years to come. Definitely, whether it be like a like she's an HBCU grad, at AKA um, she's done, she's made it pretty far within politics for where she started at. So I think I think it was a it was a good decision for him. I'm curious to see if the turnout, what the turnout is, because I think had it been a male, had it honestly, I think had it not been a woman of color, I think he would have had a hard time just because. He had came out initially saying he was going to put a a woman of color as a VP.
0: So, well, here's, here's what I will say. Like, I think that the people who were going to vote for Trump, like, uh, all right, let me, let me say it like this. I think the people who are racist that'll vote for Trump, this does nothing for them. If anything, it might make it stronger that they'll vote for Trump Trump. because they're not going to vote for a black chick, period, period. I think. For people who like Trump but aren't necessarily racist, I think that this might have them look at her views, you know what I mean, to a certain degree. But I think that there's a it's weird because the people that I've spoken to that were kind of iffy about Trump, but like, hey, like I might, I'm voting for Trump for Mike Pence, or like I don't really like Trump, but I I kinda like some of the stuff he's saying. I, I could see some of those people. Possibly being swayed by somebody like Kamala Harris, but they were not swayed by Joe Biden. I don't think anybody was really swayed by Joe Biden. I, like this kind of makes him more of a valid candidate because his VP is is decent. Because honestly, that's fair. I, I, that's fair enough. J- Joe Biden was like losing this for himself. The more he talked, it was like the less of a chance he had to win. It's like, but, like shut up. But I, but, I
1: can't say that. I, but see, the only thing is, is because when you looked at the numbers. He's killing it in the numbers. When you look at when they've done the the numbers, and that's the reason why we're having the issues now with the USPS, where pretty much pretty much what has been said is that he doesn't want the the current president doesn't want write in ballots because he feels as though it can manipulate everything. He's also changed who his, um, I think his campaign manager, he's changed, mm. Trump's changed his campaign manager because he's down in the polls. So I think at the end, I think at the end of the day, Joe was still, I think Joe was still in terms of where he is now prior to Kamala Harris being announced as his VP. I think he I was disagree. still, I I mean, you can disagree, but I'm basing it off off the numbers, I'm basing it off the numbers. I'm basing it off the law that that the government. I think they've already passed it, or they're on the way of passing it. Where, if you have whatever the popular vote is, the electoral college has to vote the same. So even if even if it was the same situation as 2016, and the popular vote is still not for who is currently elected, in that situation, the people voted for Hillary, and the electoral college voted for him. In the same situation, even if it's the people based off the numbers now, and he's pretty much smashing him in the numbers. If the people would vote for Joe, this time, because of the laws, the electoral colleges have to vote for Joe as well. So I think he still was going to, I think he was still a favorable opponent and he was still looking to be in contention. I think Kamala Harris is just one of, the, I think that's going to be a huge benefactor for him just in terms of Broadening his demographic of voters
0: Well here, here's what I'll say right Like and the only reason I disagree with you Like what you're saying does have sense to it But I just don't like to think of the polls As being like an indicator of what's actually going on Because Trump was down in the polls For a while before he won You know what I mean Right. So it's just like when I see polls It's just like I don't really strongly listen to the polls They might be a little indicator of what's going on But that doesn't take the That doesn't really tell the full story that's all i i
1: I agree with that to some extent, but I think in this situation i I'm leaning more with the numbers just because of of ev- just from everything I see, right. I think in terms of the last go round, it was a different circumstance. It was just different circumstances that got him to where he was despite being down, right? And like I said, even then, he lost the popular vote. He lost the popular vote, and Hillary won that, but the Electoral College voted opposite. And this time, just like last time, the people are favoring Joe, same as they did Hillary, but this time the government said, yo, nah, if the people vote for this person, the Electoral College has to vote for this person as well. So it kind of mitigates just that type of risk that we can, that could can possibly happen because of the electoral and the popular vote. So, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, but I... I have, I, I do believe that he was still, he was still looking strong despite stuff that happens. And granted, anything can happen moving forward. But anytime I'm seeing someone change the campaign manager, I'm seeing where the postal service is changing. Like I'm not sure if you guys have encountered no, he's that.
0: He's definitely doing some shady shit. I just believe in implementation when I see it. You know what I mean? That's all.
1: Right. I feel you on that But I, I I feel you on that And I And I believe in it When I see it But I also believe in like I just know When I see certain things At the end of this Certain thing, Certain things When you're in a room And you You know what I'm talking about When you're in a room Sometimes Certain things the way the, the way the room is moving You can tell like Okay I can get. I'm getting a better temperature as to what it, what's it like in the room, whether right. it's someone trying to do too much or whether someone's not doing enough or whatever the case may be. So, I don't know. I think I, I'm. I think having Kamala Harris as his VP will help. I mean, I'm not sure in terms of the turn. I mean, the turnout we'll only know once we get to it at the end of the day. But right, I think.
0: Exactly.
1: I think the turnout is going to help him a lot. The same um the same as when we've had different elections and circumstances have been somewhat similar.
0: Sure fair enough. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, one of them has to choose what's going on with this vaccine. So I mean, like yeah. it, it really yeah. depends on like what they're gonna do. They they yeah, might just fall asleep. No. With vaccine. No. With vaccine.
1: How <laughs> yeah. yeah. about this? Oh, say, dang, you trying to never mind. <laughs> Why are we following a law from nine why are we following a amendment from nineteen oh five, yo, that says it's we could be fined if we don't take this vaccine?
2: Same, same reason why they follow a bunch of laws that's created over a dec I mean, over a century ago.
0: Yeah, I mean that's true. At the end of the day, like we kinda like base a lot of shit off of what like, the Constitution, which was written written like how long ago now? That shit needs to be like heavily amended in some of the parts, you know what I mean?
1: I think over the years we've noticed that. Where the government and the people have noticed Where there needs to be change within that Over the years, of course, that's how we ended up Getting the Civil Rights Act And so many other acts The Voters' Rights Act and everything underneath So, I mean, like you said I mean, it's still We're we're a country that's a work in progress To
0: say the least Right But we're a great country, though Like, I'm not gonna hate on America I love America I love living here But at the same point in time Some shit's fucked up here You know what I mean? It's like when I mean, you live in a house and you know you got a leak in the roof.
2: I mean, every er, everywhere around the world is fucked up, right? You, yeah. uh, the motherland is fucked up, right? There's there's leaders over in the motherland that's fucking up the the continent, right? So like everywhere is fucked up, and so like I I'm I'm I grew up here in, in America, so like I have no problem living in America, but I acknowledge that this country is you know this country needs some fucking help and it needs right. some, not help from like outside force but like and and shit needs to be changed you know what i mean like i'm not i'm i'm not one of these people that is such in a rush to go ahead and leave and leave america be, oh well i'm i'm moving to canada and toronto like everywhere is fucked up bro like i i imagine if, you know if we were canadians we'd be, there'd be trouble there that Canadians are facing too, that they right. wish that their government is changed. So like, ain't, running away ain't fucking fixing the problem. I don't like when people do that shit. To me, it's, just, it's like a form of like being a coward. Like, bro, like you're not going to get away from shit. It's, it's, you're not.
1: I don't agree. I don't, I don't agree in that sense. I don't, I don't agree in that sense just because in, I, I agree when you're running from a personal problem, to and you just try to relocate to get away from a personal problem, that's being a coward. But I think when people elect themselves to move to another country because of whatever the turmoil is within their home country, I do believe that is I, I wouldn't say it's cowardly because uh, it's, and I personally I would say it's not cowardly because you have you have instances where it's like okay, if there's if there's institutional problems If the institution, if there's issues with the institution and I say, well, hey, I found a place where there's still issues, but from my understanding and what I've researched and my experience visiting these places, I have a better chance of whatever my level, whatever my idea of success and peace is in that other country. And to me, I don't find that to be cowardly. That be That's like looking at someone like James Baldwin. Some, James Baldwin, because of race and his sexuality, he decided to move to France. Became And he probably would have never been as big as what, what he was had he lived in America all of his life. He was still great even prior to leaving, but I think he was able to flesh out who he was. Or even like you have times, like there's people, like I didn't know until years ago that there were black people that lived in Russia. You have black people that live in Russia, some of these other countries that were American, but it's based off the fact that you have, when they were fighting wars back in the day, some people said, yo, I'm not leaving. I'd rather live in this country instead because I don't have to deal with the intensity of a racism. I wouldn't say that's cowardly. I would think that's just saying like, hey, I'd rather have, the system's not going to change itself and the to the fight to change the system is going to take so long that I can, instead of enduring that, I would rather go somewhere else where I'm. I'll, I'll, I feel as though I'll be more celebrated.
2: Okay. I mean, uh, if you want to, if you want to take you and your family or whoever to live elsewhere for because there's a better life and all that th- for you, that's fine. But. I feel like to be like, oh well, it's a better country over there. Like you can't fucking say that. Over if you watch BBC fucking news, you there's a lot of shit happening in fucking Europe that's and unfair. fucking Asia. That's it's all fucked up. And I just like I just said about in in Africa, right? African leaders, the game is fucked up over there too. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is kind of like this, right? If you want to go ahead and move over to another continent, because you're like, look, my life is going. I I. This is the life I want to live under that and all that. Fine, more power to you. But, don't, but to me, I don't want to hear like I'm living over here because this country is a lot better than, than fucking America. I'm like, bro, like. I mean, that, but has, something that, that has something to do with it, bro. Because I mean, look, look, overseas, like, look overseas all them fucking civil wars and shit like that. Right. All them it... motherfuckers. But, but no one's you know moving. I mean? No one's but moving
1: that, from America to go to a place where it's a war country.
2: No, like, I'm, not, I'm But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is those those countries over there that's having them civil wars and all that, and they leave. That's a good enough reason because that's a good that they're in fucking wartime. we right now we have no fucking shit like that going on. There's a lot of fucked up shit that's going on in this country, but it's not where you know there's a civil fucking war. So all of a sudden, America is the worst place on fucking earth. That's not America is fucked up. But so is other fucking countries, bro Right If if you want to move to a different country Because you feel like it's better for you That's cool And that's nothing wrong with that But if you're doing it Because you're like America is the worst country in the fucking world I'm like, no, bro It's not It's really not There's other countries out there That's a lot worse than fucking America
1: Yeah, there are a lot of countries And I I will say I think America is probably If not the greatest is probably one of the greatest countries in the world I have no problem saying that. But I think just like all other countries, there's issues there. Like I said, and I agree with some of the things you're saying, but I think when people decide to leave, I think when they say, oh, I'm deciding to – if I decide to move to to Italy, if I decide to and – and I'm just using a country. I'm just naming a country offhand. So, of course, whatever comes with it, comes with it. But, like, if I decide to move to Italy, right – and I said, well, I'm moving to Italy because from my research, from my visiting, from people I know, people that live there or whatever, I realized like, hey, I won't have to deal with like me. Let's say I decided to say I want to move to a country in Africa, right? Okay. My reason is to escape the racism that are the unjust racism or whatnot within the country that I live in, whether it be America, whether it be Europe, whether it be any continent, right? Continent, country, whatever, it's, it's still going under the premise of I'm moving here because of this bad thing within my country. This, whatever the case may be, if it's someone moving from America to Canada because of free health care and they can say, well, I don't want to live in the States because of health care. Or you want to move from one country to another because of dealing with the, the racial climate within this country. I understand that. Or just, govern, or just certain laws. It's like it all to me it all it's all stimulated around the same thing, and the premise is still you're leaving one place to go to another place because you think you there's more opportunity for yourself and at the end of the day it's people are still going to look at it from the same viewpoint if they get up and leave the country if you get up and leave the country you're not going you're leaving the country because you're moving to another country purposely, and it's not just for a job it's because you're saying. I have more opportunity in this country which would deem it as a better place for you to live. It's not saying the country's better overall for everybody, but it's saying hey, for me, if I don't want to deal with X, Y and Z, I can go here. I know I can live here and I know they're going to have problems, but the problems that they're going to have I can endure. I can endure certain problems that they're going to have, but the issues that I got to deal with back home, I don't want to deal with. Like I I would never if my grandmother had decided to say, "Hey, I'm going to move to to Italy, for instance, and she told me stories of when she would walk to school. They would throw stuff at kids, would throw stuff at her because she went to a colored high, colored school. Because this is like the fifties or forties, you would have kids throwing stuff out the windows, calling them the n word and racial slurs. If she decided to say, "When I get old enough, I'm picking up and I'm moving and I'm raising my family in another country where this where I don't have to deal with this racism and or type of oppression," I'm not gonna. I would never. And granted, I understand it's my grandmother, so it, seems, it sounds more sensitive. But I would never look at her and say, "Oh, she's a coward because she ran." She's saying to herself, "Hey, this this, this country, in terms of in the '50s, right?" Or and oppression lingers in all different ways, no matter if it's racism, whether if it's economical, classism, whatever. Hey, instead of being here. She left because of X, Y, and Z. And because of that, she'd rather, not, she'd rather live in a whole nother country because of that. I don't find that to be cowardly. I think that's just someone saying, hey, this is the reason why. And that reasoning is typically saying this is it's better here for me than living wherever I'm at. So I don't think it's cowardly, though. Like, I mean, we all have the right to our own opinion, but.
0: No, I, I hear you, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like. At the end of the day, I think what we can all agree on is that things are messed up and whether, it is not, whether you decide to stay or leave or you know, go, you know, you're going to handle it the way you're going to handle it. You know, it doesn't necessarily make you like a coward, but at the same point in time, it also depends on you can leave and not be running away. You know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, if you're talking about uh, Africa and Pan-Africanism, uh, your boy. Uh, you got to chill. <laughs> not you Dr. Right. Umar.
1: Not Dr. Umar. Oh, I thought she was about to go with Dr. Umar. I was nah, about to say, Jesus talking about
0: Nas, man. Yeah, I was about to right. say we can't get through one episode without talking about this guy. Nah, Dr. Umar about. is cool though. Like like I said before on prior episodes, like for anybody who's you listening to right me might not have caught it. Am I right in the man? Hell no. But I uh, you know, I do <laughs> I do respect some of the shit he talks about and some of the other shit, you know what I mean, I don't really fuck with <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? No, I mean some shit I I I, I hear him. But other
1: yeah, shit, I'm just. Yeah, I, I feel like Doctor Umar is not favorable of uh, uh of some of us.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but nah, not him. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if y'all heard the song and what are y'all thoughts? Um, what are your per- thoughts?
1: Personally, I think it's a good song. I think it's a good song. It sounds. It sounds. It it sounds like Nas stayed in a pocket that he's comfortable in while still being able to be free to some extent in terms of um, just talking about everything. Because I think the song is called Ultra Black, right? Yep. So, yeah, like he's just talking about like being black and everything like that and just like certain things of being black. But, but of course, when you paint anything, they'll try to... well, I forget what Sue Surf said, but it was like, if you can't build your own mural, how about you put a stain on someone else's? And, of course, that's what happened with this song. I mean, that's actually he, a good bar, too. He
0: did that was against T-Top. He didn't really say anything crazy, though. Like, he said that little line about Doja Cat. And it's like, honestly, at this point in time, when people have something bad to say about Doja Cat, I'm like, I'm here for it. <laughs> like I'm, I don't really care. I'm just like, right. look, man, she dug her own grave. Like you know what I mean Like I'm I'm not saying that she's like I, I don't know her personally So I can't speak for who she is And whatever But Right A lot of that shit Just seemed crazy So I'm like hey man If you, if you wanna you know Spit on her grave Then go for it I'm not gonna stand in your way Yeah I mean But you'd be surprised I think it, Well let
1: me clarify When I was talking about Like if you can't paint a, mur- a mural of your own Put a stain on someone else's I was talking Not about Nas I was talking about the people that were bashing him on Twitter, bro, Ha well. First, before I say anything, let me, I want to hear Lao's opinion first before I jump the gun. The
2: the song is, well, I mean, the message is a, it's a good message, right? It's it, and I think it's very clear what he's trying to say. Um, the song though, as from an entertainment perspective, is actually boring. I listen to it and I'm just like, All right. This is something I've already heard before, you right. know, and also it's not, I I have to be, I have to sit in a, con, like, here's, here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with the song, I don't want to say it's a bad song, because it's not, and what he's saying, he's actually talking about important shit, and it's not bad shit that he's talking about, but with Nas, we have gotten so much, like, remember the N-Word album, right, I don't, I forgot what it's well, it was it?
1: called, it ended up being called Untitled. So okay. we'll just leave it at the.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> Save. that Safe. I like it. That album was the Conscious Nas album. And I feel like that there was actually some gems on there. But during that time, right? Because I, and, and it wasn't a too old of an album like early 2000s. No, nah, it was in the 10s.
1: No, nah, it was in the 2000s.
2: No, I thought it was in the, I thought, it, oh, no, you're right. It was in the late 2000s. Yeah. late. Yeah, very late 2000s. But nobody was there for it. You know what I mean? No, nah, it's is washed up. But, I mean, you're always going to have the, the old school heads, the old school hip hop heads, whatever. But, like, the, the generation was just like, nah, we're not here for it. So he comes out with this song now, and I'm just like, look, it's cool, but I'm not going to listen to this song again unless somebody else is playing it. So from an entertainment standpoint, to me, the song was like, eh, whatever. From a message standpoint, it's, it's strong. You know what I mean? Hmm. Me, personally, I don't like Doja Cat. I, I, I used to support her till you know.
1: Everything came you know, out but, about
2: her. Right. And to, so I, right there, I don't really support her. But I don't think Nas should have name-dropped her. You know what I mean? Because, like, name-dropping her is kind of like a clout move. I'm like, to me, Nas is he's bigger than Doja Cat. He don't need n- nothing to do with Doja Cat. And I, I understand, you know, being you know black, ultra black is the opposite of, and the opposite is Doja Cat, whatever. And I, and I get it. But like he was trying to like an explanation type of deal, but he didn't have to say, she, he didn't have to say her name. You know, leave her in the dust because now you you brought attention right back to her again. Right. All right. And her response to it was corny too when she was just oh, like, Oh
1: What is she? Say? Like,
2: no well, so it was like a little, I don't know, TikTok clip or it could have been an Instagram reel that and she's listening to the song and it's just kinda like, Oh guys, uh you know, I'm so offended by then she proceeds to name some like fucking band of in another song. Kinda like just kinda like trolling that. Mm. And and yeah, to me I'll, it was just corny, bro. But she's, she's but once lame. again, but but once again, her fan base going to buy into it. They're going to buy into it, and yeah. it's keeping attention. So I'll, that's the only thing about the Doja Cat line. I'm like, nah, she didn't have to waste your time writing about her. Now I get it, but...
1: I mean, well, see, my thing is is I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with him dropping her name in it because at the end of the day, I think though, though people look at things from like a clout perspective... I mean, I think at the same time, I think the term clout has jaded so many people into saying that you can't have an opinion and stating your opinion on a public platform sometimes. And not always, but I think far too often people some people look at it like that, like, oh, like it's the same as saying, Oh, oh, he's a hater. No, I just have an opinion that's just not as favorable it's not favorable to favorable to you. So I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I think I I, I think I have more of a problem with the backlash from it and I think sometimes in those type of situations I think it's good to put someone's name in it because when when there's a blowback or you see where the the fish that come to the surface after you stir the water you start to notice things and you start realizing like oh this is how you look at things like I'm I didn't know until this song came out that there's some people that I know that they're like, oh, no, nah. like they're conscious and they they have their opinions and X, Y and Z that we sometimes don't agree with. But it's like a healthy conversation between like people and they're like, oh, no, nah, I still I still rock with those. And it's like, why? And a lot of people are taking a stance of because she's a woman. A man shouldn't be attacking yeah, a woman, but it's yeah, like, fuck that. Like, yeah, exactly.
0: Don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm. I I don't agree with any dude like going hard on a woman like you know what I mean like but I mean like hard though what he said wasn't even that bad and not only that but like I said she dug her own grave with the shit she was doing and saying so it's like I'm (laughs) like you know what I mean like it's kind of weird I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend somebody who's hanging out with white supremacists like period exactly you know what I mean
1: And, and and made a song that was what I'm not even gonna say the song But it was a song that she had dropped Shortly after the death of Sandra Bland That was pretty much trying to say that People love saying Us as people love saying We didn't do nothing When it, In fact we didn't do anything And we're being detained against For no reason Or There's Or pretty much Long story short She was trying to justify Police brutality In so many words But I don't know I mean to me I don't have a problem with it I think the backlash that he got from it was just ridiculous. People are just saying like, "Oh!" And then on top of it, did you see the field day they had when he um, when they found the the pictures from that untitled album? Nah. Oh, they had a f- man. If you saw the field day, Twitter came. They tried to get Nas the hell out of here, bro. Because it's the it's the it's the picture where I think he goes to. I think he's at the, on his way to the Grammys, right. and he has the N word. Across his ch- across his shirt, and the girl that he's with has the n word across his shirt, across her shirt, and they tried to kill this man for that. And then they brought up him and his domestic situation. He yeah, had and it's like, fam, y'all, y'all, and the words of Doctor Umar, y'all, majoring in the minor things, bro.
0: Man, it's it's what I'm saying. get
1: hold on hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight: domestic violence is not a minor thing. Uh, let me just make that clear.
0: So yeah, no, def- definitely not. But, like, it's it's one of those things where people are going to make their opinions about the things that have happened, and we're not going to—we don't have to agree, so kind of fuck those people. But uh, Jeez. what what I can say is that most people are liking Drake's new song that came out, Laugh Now, Cry Later. Uh, it's all right. Uh, you don't really like it like that. Nah, L- as soon as Lau heard it, he said he was, he was top ten of all time. That's what he said. Okay.
2: All right, Dude. so Nigel has a habit of changing the narrative. He loves. Did you the not say that? He,
0: he, 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 I'm you, not changing I'm the t- narrative. I'm telling you, Smash. It, he, he's it, it was the, like he, 1201. He was like, oh, like, Drake is great. It was 1201. <laughs> the, song is, the song is longer you know than I mean? in 60 seconds. <laughs> See, I was you know like, like, damn, okay. Yeah.
1: Loud like, was like, it. oh, he dropped a new song. He's the GOAT, bro. He
2: heard it. Like, you listen to it? Yeah. He said, yeah. Uh, Yup, so that's the, the goat smoking. Gold so what I, what I really said before, you know, the pathological liar started to speak <laughs> about it, that I said if the next Drake album is fired and it's like on the level of nothing was the same, take care of blah, 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 I, I think it's fair to start putting him in the conversation of top 10 rap artists of all time. Not lyrically, not lyrical ability, you know, as the overall package, top ten of all time, if his next album is good, because at that point, in my argument is like, how many good albums does he need to have before we put him in that conversation? Well, you know, some of these rappers that we put in our top tens, they don't have as many good albums as he does. So like, let, so let's be let's be fair. And I I know, you know, Drake is like LeBron, right? Every not. Everybody likes LeBron. A lot of people love to hate LeBron, and they do the same thing with Drake. And I feel like if the next album is a good album, is 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 fire. I think it's fair to put him in that in that conversation. I mean, that's I, that's what I said. I, I
1: to be honest with you, I don't think I don't think he has to. Uh, to be honest with you, Drake does not have to put out another album for the rest of his life, and he still it should be talked in the uh, top ten conversation. That's right. Like and. It, just like the conversation was this week about Drake being—I um, forget who it was that brought it up—but Drake being the Michael Jackson of our era, Fat Joe, yeah, Fat Joe Jopra. Like, I feel like there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, there's not—he's done a big. There's no one that's ever done it as big as Drake, and there will be an artist that do that will. There will be an artist that will surpass Drake one day. That's mm-hmm. without question. Yeah.
0: I, I it's history that just sounds like a crazy comparison to me though like it's, I, I don't wow. know i don't like it because it just sounds wow. it just sounds weird to me like i feel like just two totally different artists you know what i mean like it's like the saying i mean i get it i get why somebody would say the michael jackson of our era, but that just sounds so weird like it just it just feels weird even saying that it, to me it's i mean just but not, it's the truth I, I hear that, you. I mean, he's been around for a long time. He's been doing things since he was like a kid. Like, I get it. Like, but at the same point in time, it's just it just feels weird to say it. You know what I mean? Uh,
2: are, you, are you saying that because of like you're hanging on to like the nostalgia of Michael Jackson and you're like, man, I don't I'm not the biggest Drake fan, so that's why I'm saying it? Or are you saying it because no, you're you kind of like- No, you love to say let, I don't like Drake, <laughs> like, Let me Let me, I mean, let me finish. Or, or you're saying it because, you know, you think it's disrespectful to Michael Jackson's
0: name. I just I just think it's weird when we start, like, trying to put, when we try to put people in this air of, oh, well, they're the this of our air. It's like, no, like, Drake is Drake to me. I. I don't think there will ever be another Drake. There will be artists that will be like Drake. There will be artists that will surpass Drake. But Drake is Drake. Like, Madonna is Madonna. Like, Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. I just don't like saying, like, oh, he's the this of our era. Like, to me, like, nah, I don't think he's the Michael Jackson. I think Drake is Drake. And I think it's just I think it's just weird to t- kind of compare them because they're just different. You know what I mean? They're just I mean, different. I mean,
1: technically, I, I I get where you're coming from, but I think at the same time... It's just like the conversation was last year, or earlier this year, about Chris like to be honest with you, when we had I had this conversation with a friend about the Beyonce Chris Brown thing. And really you know what I'm saying like how Beyonce is like the the Michael Jackson of this era. When it may really be Chris Brown at the end of the day. But I think I and I'm not and trust me, I've had this conversation a couple of times. So I know Michael Jackson's catalog pretty good inside and out. And there is um there's a possibility that, that there's a whole conversation about Michael when you have a real conversation about Michael Jackson's catalog there's a easy there's there's enough evidence to say how there's others that you can put in front of him right right because of just like him having really he only had what like in his lifetime that he only had what like five albums in his lifetime and like solo albums I believe while he was alive five or six and we only really live off of this one, the those one or two albums were Off the Wall and Thriller, I believe. Yeah. So like, yep. and that's, so we pretty much give him this, we have given him this highest esteem because of something he did in the 70s, right? And he lived off of it and he did amazing work because it was extremely creative as well. And just a genius in terms of a businessman. But when you look at Drake in the same regard, I mean, I think Drake checks the boxes in terms of, iconic star within rap he is he would be to me i agree he is like the 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 michael jackson like i remember when drake went to howard he just popped up in howard one time and this was after he had put out the if you're reading this too late or whatever it was and he was like i do not chase girls they'll run a mile from me he literally pulled up to howard unannounced came as soon as they found out you had people running from one end of the campus all the way to the other just to see Drake. Like,
2: I mean, man, fuck that. That's Michael Jackson's shit. We, we could talk about an experience that we shared when we went to fucking Bliss, bruh. When we went to fucking Bliss, that we, we miss fucking Drake. But we, oh, we, yeah. yeah. Because re- we went remember- there for Drake, right? Yeah, and, but remember how that fucking there was one point of time that night where the club was going fucking crazy and apparently Drake was there and we fucking missed it. Like really? so yeah, so like it's just kind of like goddamn. It, it it was kind of like what you're saying is true, bro. I think he's the biggest artist in the in the fucking in the fucking world, right? And, I mean, he's obviously the biggest rap artist and as far as far as other genres, he definitely has that crossover appeal. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So, I I feel like that when Fat Joe and other people are saying he's the Michael Jackson's era, in my opinion, I think they're just kind of like trying to relate, like, look, this is how big Drake is. Right. I, don't, I don't look at it as kind of like they're trying to discredit Michael, because Michael's he's a GOAT, right? He's a legend, the king of pop, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think it's, I don't think that they're trying to say, like, Drake... Past Michael and musical success, and, and that's an argument for another day. If you believe that or not, I, you know. But I, I, my, the way I took it is just like, look, Michael's here, and Drake is up there too. You know, the Drake is he's that damn big and that damn good, and that's how I see that. I'm not going to argue I, that. And I feel like that his new song that he came out. I think it's a good song. Is it his best song that he ever made? No, but it's a good song. You know what I mean? It's it's a solid song. It's like, you know, here we go. We're about to go back into OVO season, right? Pretty much. Or Drake season. And now my only gripe with the song is just kind of like, I was talking to Nigel a little bit earlier about this, is there's a conversation starting to build up saying that Lil' Dirk carried Drake on the song, which I just think that's, extremely ridiculous how a guy who had 15 seconds on a four minute fucking song carried him and what he said all those 15 seconds didn't like fucking blow the world away any fucking rapper could have said what he said you know so but I think that's that's just like my only gripe with that yeah I mean
1: I I can understand that like I've I've listened to the song a couple times I think and there are moments where I've like you said because it's Dirk's part was so short that I kind of did forget that he was on the song at some point. But in the same breath, I think, I'm not going to say he carried it, but I think the song's success is part of Lil' Dirk's contribution. And I only say that because sometimes, because when I listened to the song initially, I wasn't feeling it. until It wasn't until Dirk's part came on, and it was just, it cut the beat differently than than what Drake was doing. But right. I was like, all right cool i I can rock with this, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of conversations to be had about Drake, and I'll just leave it at this. I think Lover boy comes out next week, I think, or something like that or the twenty eighth I believe so i I got my prediction I think he whenever he drops this within the next coming weeks, I think he had I think he's gonna do maybe.
0: I, I would say 800,
2: 800, to 900. Fair enough. Damn, I, I was going to say, I was going to say like 700 to 750.
0: Nah, yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, he's going to do numbers, especially right now. Like Drake's going mean, to kill it.
2: Seven, 700 is, is numbers though.
0: Yeah. That's like going diamond
2: today, damn near. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, yeah, I hear y'all, but I think he might be like near platinum, especially if like he he has like another song that comes out like that before this is all said and done, he might go platinum very quickly.
2: I,
1: well, well so, so, He's gotta go platinum You're might, you gonna probably Ask the same question I'm thinking Go ahead Eli.
2: No no I was gonna Ask Well I was gonna Say We can all agree That he's going Immediately gold In the first week Oh yeah
1: Oh easy yeah. He, He's gonna yeah. He's probably gonna go gold yeah. Before the album drops To be honest Based off whatever If this single If He's gonna probably He may end up Going platinum Just off this single To be honest with you Possible it, it, Yeah, yeah, yeah like, man It's
2: possible So It's possible
1: As before we jump off of this, like, I I want to ask you a question then, Nigel. If he was to do the million number, right? Yeah. In this climate today, okay. in 2020, despite granted it's a pandemic, but he would be he would be doing first week numbers that is rarely seen anymore. Okay. Would you still would you still argue that he's probably not at that Michael Jack or he's would you not would you still feel like you don't see why people would compare them even if he does if, even if he has home running numbers like that
0: my my issue with the statement isn't necessarily the comparison i just don't agree with it like just it's just I, like i said i just don't like compare, comparing people to that like it's like drake is great i'm not going to try and take away from drake's greatness but i just don't agree with calling him the michael jackson because i just feel like they're just two separate entities. You know what I mean? That's but like they're both
1: icons, so.
0: And that's fine. That's cool. And they're both separate people. Like, you know what I mean? That's just why I see it. Like, they're just they're just separate. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't like, I just don't like thinking of one in comparison to another because I feel like you're just taking a lot into account at that point in time. They're just, they're just different. They're too different so, for me to really compare. That's all.
1: All right. So, quick question. So, do you feel as though when you look at someone like a LeBron versus – or not LeBron, but – not LeBron versus, but when they have the MJ-LeBron conversations or whatever, do you yeah. feel like those conversations are, are unnecessary as well?
0: No. Um, it's not It's not necessarily that I think they're unnecessary. I just think LeBron is LeBron, and I think Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time. But I right. I fully understand why the debate comes up. I just – to me, it's like I I think, I think that comparison is a little better because they're playing the same sport, you know, like different time eras, different things going on. But at the same point in time, like you got you got Michael Jackson in the '70s and '80s with you know "Off the Wall," "Bad," and uh, "Thriller." Okay, cool. But like you're talking about like two totally different time periods, two totally different people, two two different genres. Like it's just it's just different like you know what I mean but, I just don't like the comparison
1: I get it I mean to me I, I I don't want to harp on this too much but I can I can understand honestly when you put that more into perspective I gotta favor Drake on that to be honest with you because I think Drake is having I think Drake has a harder time than Michael Jackson
0: does yeah I disagree day.
1: No, I, I, I see it, he has a harder time than Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson lived in an era where you can put out one album and granted, he wasn't writing his all, all his own music, either. So he was putting out music, what maybe one album every three or four to five years, sometimes.
0: Yeah. And in comparison,
1: in comparison to someone like Drake, who puts out an album every year. The num- the even or, in order to get the numbers that he gets, he's not even getting he to to reach a million today is like to become a platinum rapper within the first week or two weeks is a hard task today in comparison to back then. I disagree.
0: It's, it's, with that. It's, I mean, that's just no. You say you disagree with that. I I, I disagree that it. So the re, the reason I disagree with parts of what you said only because like I feel like Drake is like highly accessible. You know what I mean? Like so to the world. You know what I mean? Michael Jackson wasn't ho- always highly accessible, but yet like he was like worldwide known in like the 70s and 80s. You know what I mean? And that's like just like when when I feel like media was like no like, don't get me wrong. Easier. It was, it was a. I mean, is it though? Like, you know what I mean? It with is. The, with yes. The internet, it it is.
1: yes, I, it's absolutely. It's easier. It's, it's, it, it's, easier it, it's easier because you look at someone like I oh don't know, man. If, if if you lived during a time where there's no internet, right? Right. The only thing, when the thing that made people want to actually be attracted to you was people sat around, thought, "Oh, what does he do for a living? What like, what does Michael Jackson's house look like? X, Y, and Z, right? Okay. Michael Jackson could call up any publication and be like, hey, come down to the ranch. Come down to Never, it's not the ranch, Never Everland, right? Okay. And you go there. I watched the 60 Minutes docu- documentary on them. That's cool. Everybody did. Everybody okay. did. And I think during that time, the world was, the opinions of many people, definitely from a fan perspective, outside of just the music itself, was ran off of publications off of whatever the media tells people people were more inclined to believe the news because you didn't have oh you didn't have a shade room you didn't have TMZ you know what I'm saying or if you did have something like a TMZ which was like I think it was like Esquire or something not Esquire but it was another magazine publication that no one really took serious so like I think Michael Jackson had an easier time and on top of it the marketing dollars were, were the budgets were bigger back then so he was able to Actually put in A million or two Or three million dollars Into marketing his music Drake puts out music Every year He does have writers He's been on the charts For what 270 weeks Or some wild shit Like that Right. Like he's doing it And on top of it To make yourself More easily accessible Means you In order to keep The attention of people At some At a certain rate You have to be in front Of a camera more often Which takes away From you being able To do what you want To do more of So to me I think I think it's harder in this era. We live in a microwave era, microwave attention span era in comparison I, to back then. I, I, hear, I, I, I,
0: I hear you, but, like, at the same point in time, like, I just I just don't fully agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that also, we're kind of, we're kind of, I feel like the conversation's taking a little bit of a, of a turn. You know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like we're talking more or less about the way, like, like, I... It's a good conversation, though. I, I hear you, but it's like at the same point in time, I feel like I'm, I'm not really trying to argue more or less the fact of Drake's, like, even though I, I did bring it up, his accessibility and all that other stuff, I just, like, music-wise and the way we perceive them, like, I just don't agree with the way... We th- like I just I just don't agree with that assessment like I said I just think there are two different people two different genres da, da 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 A lot of different things go into the way we we access the um, artist a lot of different things go into the marketing like that that's all that's all a different discussion you know what I mean I understand why you're saying that because it's part of the discussion but at the same point in time that's not where I'm coming from you know what I mean so it's like I hear you I just don't really fully agree with it. So
1: you're coming from the standpoint of just the music itself then?
0: Yeah, there's just different artists. That's all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just different artists. And I feel like the way we perceive them is just different. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, think, I think there's just too many differences between the entity known as Drake and the entity known as Michael Jackson to say, like, hey, he is the Michael Jackson of our era. I just don't agree with that comparison. But they're so, both fucking great. But there's so a lot of similarities saying- as well.
2: So, what you're, so right. what, Nigel, what you're saying is kind of like this, right? Let's say if somebody was like, oh, Drake is the Jay-Z of our era. Would that be something that you'd be more comfortable with because they're, they're within the same genre?
0: Now? Absolutely. And okay, I, I would so agree wait. to that. Oh, you but don't because you're Jay Z. You're uh, Jay Z. You're, you're no, but, but
1: t- no, no, no. It's not even that. I, to be okay. honest with you, I'm a huge Jay Z fan. I'll right. die. I'll I'll cry when Jay Z dies. I have no problem saying that. Right. The same probably with Drake because they're two of sure. the biggest artists in the music has had a effect think, on me. Do
0: you think it'll be but, a bigger deal when Jay Z dies and when Drake dies, or do you think it'll be a bigger it, deal when they both die? It,
1: I think it's, Hove, a, it's equal. I, I think Hove. it's going to be equal.
2: I think no. I think it'd be bigger with Hove, right? Because there's, there's a lot of hate with Drake, right? Even though he's the number one guy right now, there's a lot of people that don't fucking like him. Well, he, with, with, with Jay-Z, people love him, right? Yeah, you, like I said, you're always going to have opposition, but it's like 90% of people that know of Jay-Z like Jay-Z. I feel like with Drake, it's more like 60% like him while the other 30 fucking hates him. But that changes when people die. When people people die, I I get it. Look at Nicki Hussle
1: Godfrey. Like rest in peace and happy birthday to him. You look at someone like him, I get it. The fake love thing, yeah. And I think, and I, I think because of that, and on top of that, and it's it's the fake love, and on top of it, you don't get a chance to, to actually say, yo, I appreciate this artist until they're gone. Like just like me and one of my friends talk about Chris Brown, right. And I ain't really going to detour too much off of it, but like someone like Chris Brown, he doesn't get some of the recognition he deserves because of some situations in his past. But when he goes, when Chris Brown passes away, people will people will stop and look at all of his catalog. And there would be such high esteem for him one day. And I think the same would go for someone like Drake, I think personally to answer Nigel's question, well, did you, were you about to respond to what I said or not? Not continue. Uh, Oh uh, well, responding back to what Najwa was saying, I think the reason why I, the reason why I don't even put Drake like they're, Drake and Jay Z are within that same conversation, but in the same breath, I feel as though, and it pains me to say this, but the honest truth is, they're just in two different. The stratosphere is different to me. In terms of if we're just judging it off of music, the music oh there's overlap in the music a lot. But in the same breath, I think I put it like this, I think Drake can do more of what Jay Z can do than I think of what Jay Z can do with I than what I think Jay Z can do of what Drake does. I don't like, I don't see
0: how you can say that for Jay Z and not say that for Michael Jackson, man. Like to I, me that sounds I'm, crazy. <laughs> like but to I me mean, I mean wow, like you like you you hear me, right? You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I hear what Nigel. I on. I get what you I get what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying. I disagree with what you're saying. My thing is when it comes down to it when it, when we look at music at the end of the day when you look at most I of the not as much as you yeah, I know. I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. <laughs> huge Jay-Z fan. But it's the truth. Like, Jay-Z's going to give you certain content, the same that Drake will, but Drake has the ability Drake has the ability to sing on records and make them hits, right? right Something that yeah. Jay-Z does not have the capability to do, and he knows right. that. Fair but hand. in the you're same right. breath, you're when we start comparing, when you start looking at the biggest hits that Drake has had, a lot of them, a lot of those records are him singing. A lot of those big yeah. albums that we say, oh, this is the... You're, most people, maybe not you necessarily, but most people, a lot of people that are Drake fans that have their top three albums, is Drake singing on most of it. That's
0: fair enough. And yeah. it's,
1: it's still yeah. a rap album, but it's still a singing album to some degree. And it hits numbers that we've never seen before within hip hop, which is iconic status, which was the same that was going on with Michael Jackson through, throughout his career. Like Drake said in one of his, like I've been listening to the unreleased music. And even he said in one of his songs, I'll, even when I die, I'll never die. Because no, of everything that everything everything that he's put out, and the same goes for many artists, not just particular ones like Jay Z or Michael Jackson, even, but even what?
2: Lil B. When, when he dies, he'll yeah, never he's, die. He's fucking. Yeah, he just I put died. out like a
1: he put out a six hour <laughs> album like last week or something. That's like I know that. you listen
0: to all of it, right? You didn't listen to Bruno with the Pruno.
1: I, yeah, oh. I listen to. Uh, well, I sleep six hours, so I play. <laughs> yeah, man, I fuck with
0: Lil B, man. I don't know. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I like I said, I understand the comparison. I just don't like the comparison. That's all. Like, I think uh, it's like I'm not going to – like, they were comparing, like, Tom Brady to, like, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. It's like that that yeah, comparison's bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? That, like, that's bullshit. But yeah. they're yeah. both great. I can't take away from their greatness, yeah. but don't compare those two. Michael Jordan, yeah. LeBron, all right, I can do that all day. That's cool. But don't compare those two. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah, no, but it, it doesn't – it, it, it doesn't make sense because Michael Jordan is, is greater.
0: I think I, Jordan de- is, dependent, depending yeah, you, on the person,
2: because no, some people I mean, would disagree the, with, you. He, with you. I agree
0: with you. I agree with That's you. Michael Jordan is greater. That's
2: why Jordan yeah, had I, a harder I,
1: on. Jordan I, had a harder to some extent. We're, get, we're getting away from the topic though. Let's, I know, you know. I know. We mean? not unless like, let's keep on moving on.
2: I'm glad I'm glad that we all agree that Michael was greater. Yeah, we can all agree on that. Hey
1: yo, any hey listeners. I know y'all listening to this. Let us know what you think. Tell us what you think. Do you think when it comes to Drake and Michael Jackson? Drake? Do, in the words of Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is really the goat. Yeah, uh, man, I fuck with
0: Soldier Boy too, man. Shout out to at,
1: him. Hey, yo, but like I was saying, y'all, let us know what you think. When we put up this episode, tell us what you think under the post or under the episode cover art. Let us know if you think on episode 22. When you have to compare the two, Drake or Michael Jackson, in terms of status, do you think? Well, do do you think there's a sim- similarity between the two, and there's a right for the conversation? Do you or don't you? And who do you pick?
0: One of the biggest heavyweight fights of all time happened last night. Two UFC 252, DC versus Stepe. Other cards on other fights on the card as well, but I mean, like um, Stepe Miocic took the five round decision and also poked the fuck out of DC's eye. Uh, it's, after getting poked in the eye already After getting poked in the eye as well There's eye pokes going all over the place It looks like DC has a torn cornea But I'm not going to lie As I was watching the fight I saw Stipe taking the fight um, In rounds 2 and 3 And 5 And honestly it was a good fight It was back and forth into the 5th round But just Stipe just looked a little bit better Throughout the fight And he uh, stunned DC other than eye poke
2: uh, Oh uh, yeah I, so here's my take on the fight. First two rounds extremely close. Stipe edged the first round. Stipe stole the second round. Yes, right because DC was winning that that second round till he got clipped and right. he was getting welled on. The third round, DC took off. Now I don't know if he took off that round was because he was getting tired, or he or he was still hurt from the end of the second round. He was hurt, but that and that could be very well the case. Because he was, he definitely wasn't the same, you know. He was still stumbling in the third round when he came
1: he looked, in, when he came into the third round.
0: I yeah, think. yeah, he looked like he was yeah. still hurt, and uh, honestly, it looked like stepe was kind of trying to run him down too.
2: And, but that that round hurt DC right because the fourth round I thought DC did enough to win. Mm-hmm. In the fifth round, I think the fifth round was clear that he won. That third round was like if DC. I mean, it's easier said than done. But if he got his wits about him during that, and he really, you know, bit down and and toughed out that round, who knows how? I mean, who knows how the fourth or fifth round would have would have happened? Because in that fifth round, you see Stepe was, he was slowed down tremendously. He was starting to slow down in the fourth, but in the fifth, you you obviously seen it. Now, my my final take on that fight is just that DC had a great career. Congratulations, DC. You didn't get knocked out. Yeah, you lost. You lost a good fight. It was a good fight. You lost. Nothing to hang your head about. G- enjoy retirement. Enjoy the Hall of Fame. And I think the eye poke had nothing to do with DC losing. Agreed. Stipe right. was on top of his game last night. He just, Stipe he looked just, great. Honestly, he was. Yeah. He was the. He was just a better man. I was rooting for DC wholeheartedly. Stipe was just the better man, and when you have a clean cut decision like that, or like fair, uh fair, fair judging with that, you can't, you can't hate on Stipe for that, man. You just can't.
0: My thing about it, my thing about the fight is, is that like I think I give DC a lot of credit for going after the fight and having the interview and just like I mean. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to ask him for anybody to be, like, a really gracious loser when the stakes are so high. But it's, like, at the same point in time, like, for him to be there and be, like, I can't see out of my left eye, Joe. Like, all the credit in the world. Steve Faye has been through some things in his life. And, like, I – you know, me, me, I'm a John Jones guy. You know what I mean? Like, but even still, like, outside of that, DC's a great fighter. He, he's had a great career. He's one of the best – like, he's one of the best heavyweights of all time. But he just – couldn't get the job done last night. It's simple as that. You know what I mean? And it's it's unfortunate that he has to end his career like that. Maybe, yeah. because I mean, who knows? Maybe he might, you know, get his eye fixed and come out. But I I don't think he should.
2: I, I think, like with, with DC, though, right? He, he deserves a lot of praise. There's not too many guys, you know, in boxing or MMA that's a great like him that's retiring with a 22 and 3 record, right? Or yeah. 22 and 4, if you want to count the John Jones. The second John Jones fight. Right. Like he only lost to the best.
0: Right. Like to yeah, the, yeah. Best. the best. Like two people who are regarded to be like the best, the best. in their weight class, class. period. period. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? And
1: hands down, hands down, the 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 fighters are considered, like you said, the the GOATs of their <laughs> of their weight class. Like to lose to someone that's the goat of your weight class, there there is Yo I'll put it like this, you rest your laurels on greatness at the end, at the end of
0: the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like right. go ahead. Well no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna I was just watching it last night and I was just like, damn, like it's it's unfortunate, but you can't take anything away from DC. And like honestly, if you say DC's not great, you're you're kind of a hater for real, for real. Like, you know what, yeah. what I mean? It just shouldn't be that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know when I watched the fight last night, I saw it and I was just like, Man, like I had I had put some money on DC because I was just, just because of, it was like a small wager, so I didn't really trip. But it was like just the spirit of seeing, just seeing his whole career for the most part, right? Since, definitely since the UFC and some people seeing it be in the early years of strike force and watching some of his wrestling. Being that I used to wrestle especially, I watched some of his wrestling, like just looking back at his Olympic trials and stuff. But watching that fight last night, it was it was an amazing fight. I can say that seeing him and Stipe go at it, go at it, I I had Stipe win winning winning rounds one through three, one, one through three and five, and I had okay. DC I had DC winning uh, just round four, like I think round round one and round two were, they were really close close rounds, and I I even I think I said it in the group chat that I wouldn't be surprised if DC had won the fight only off the strength of. Of them being close rounds, Granny he got dropped in what was it the second or third yep. second round?
2: Yep, second.
1: Yeah, he got dropped in the second round, and that stole the round away. That because of that he he lost the round. He the round got stolen from him because he was beating A What the what the majority of that whole round, and in like the last sixty seconds, A was just able to Steepay was able just to weather the storm and just put something on him to lay him down. And I think in the third round, and like I like we said, it messed him up and all of that. But watching the fight, it it was just one of those fights where it's like, I don't know about y'all, but to me, I watched the fight and I was like, this man's created. He's created such accomplishments for himself that it's time. Watching that fight, I could tell it was time. Like he, even prior to the eye poke, just the way he, his body's moving the way you could tell where he just doesn't seem as who he once was, right? Right. And like those, in those those earlier years, it's like to be able to go out on a championship fight is more than enough. Definitely when I think he said he's had like 10 championship bouts or whatever in, in, the, in a row. Yeah. He's done a great job. Um, Stipe looked great as well, definitely with all that's going on because I think Stipe – actually said it. this training camp was probably one of his more favorite ones because he actually got to work out at home
0: he looked fit man he looked big like it's it's crazy
1: and he was still he was like three he was only three pounds bigger than he was in his last fight with dc which was crazy he was like he came in at
0: 233 i think i I don't know but he looked like he was working out man like shit was kind of crazy like like I, i was surprised like this just how like much he looked like he had left in the gas tank by the time the fight was over. I was just like, oh, like he can, he can probably keep on fighting for real, for real. Even prior to them stepping
1: into the octagon, when you saw them like at the weigh-ins or even at the press conference, you could tell like Stipe, physically he just looks, he doesn't even look like the same person as nah. much. Like I don't know what it. It looks like he's smaller, but he's he looks smaller but more fit. But at the same time, he's technically speaking bigger than he was when he used to fight when he fought last time. So it's I think honestly I think I think the quarantine probably helped a lot. And then on top of it, he's in a situation where he's still a firefighter at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. So yeah, yeah Stepe man, uh, he's him has going to be him versus Francis next. Dana already said it's that's the next fight. So all oh, the time, Joe. Yeah, he already said that's the next fight. So, all the talk of John Jones and all that, that's out the window.
0: I would love to see uh, that, though.
2: I think Stipe, I mean, he's the greatest UFC heavyweight ever, you know what I mean?
0: Arguably and, the greatest ever, period.
2: Well, Dana already came out and said he is the greatest ever. Well, you know Dana's going to hes gonna come out and bat for mm-hmm. his guys. And, and honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, arguably, Stipe might be the greatest, man, because... I feel like he, the people that he beat, I mean, he beat Fabricio or Doom. He beat DC twice. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to beat like a Fedor or, or a Big Nog to yeah. prove like, he doesn't have to do that. Cause honestly, he, I think he would, he'll knock Fedor out
0: exactly. pretty badly. He would beat yeah.
2: him. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, Steve Bay is, man, he, arguably, he is the greatest uh, heavyweight of all time. But that being said, he gets hit a lot, too a much,
0: whole yeah, a whole lot. And Francis only has to hit him once, <laughs> but, Like, hard.
2: But at
1: the same time, though, he took Francis punches before.
0: Yeah, Fran- man. And, right. Fran-
1: and Francis, Francis hit him. Francis hit him like he hit anybody else that would go night night. And and Steepay took the punch and then took him down and just just grinding
2: him out the whole fight. So that's. But that's why I think the rematch is going to be excited, right? Because it's going to be like, okay, even though Francis has been blown through his competition, outside of fights, has Francis improved? Or is this going to be a wash and repeat? I think it's
1: going to be a wash and repeat, honestly.
0: I think it's going to be a little bit more competitive.
1: (laughs) I don't think so, because to me personally, from what I... And granted, Francis' fights are, are never really that long anyway. It's still like the same... Same uh, Just this, just the same structure as always Like the same game plan Come in, dude thinks he can actually fight with you Throws a little leg kick, whatever Knock you out And I walk off Hopefully you not dead when I when I leave the ring Like, I think it was steep I, That's how it is you He's saw, like, hopefully you who, are
0: dead <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you saw how he was trying to kill Rosenstrike.
0: Yeah <laughs> Who actually like, picked up a win last night Shouts out to him Knocked out Dos Santos
1: yeah, I was actually surprised cuz I well we we'll get into that, but right. um I honestly I, I I was surprised. I thought JDS was going to win that fight. I didn't. But, <laughs> nah, I JDS did, I was not. Low, I mean, well I'm talking about I didn't think so until he got into the ring and I saw his performance. He was winning the fight. I nah. I think JD, JDS was winning that fight, honestly. He was. Yeah. He, he,
2: he he was, was. He, he was technically better than than Strike. But Rosen Strike he got, a, he got a good counter, but, J, you know, JDS, it's just, I'll put it like this, JDS is just, uh, talked about somebody who needs to retire, he needs to retire.
0: I agree with somebody. that 100%. At,
2: at least Daniel Cormier was able to, to get a, a 48, 47, 49, 46 type of loss in a championship bout. Right. JDS, man, you, you touch him up. I mean, when Curtis Blaze knocked him out, I am like, my God. This guy is clearly not the same, and yeah. you know Curtis Blades. He he loves, he loves to go for the legs. So like it's just, it, he got a he has to re- retire, bro. He's not he, at that point. He's putting his fucking health in danger. <laughs>
0: like not only that, but Rosenstrike didn't even look good. Like he, he looked timid <laughs> as hell. He like exactly. threw a few punches out, and luckily he caught him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, he he has a lot of power. Like he has he has power. But he's not really that fucking great, honestly. He's not. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this, I, and I'm not gonna
1: say necessarily not as great, but I. That's how I look at. That's how I'm looking at this Stipe versus Francis fight. Honestly, like until Francis could show me something other than just knocking someone out, because I've seen Stipe actually take one of those punches, and he's not just gonna sit. He's not. He's gonna move his head. He's not just gonna stand there and let Francis punch him. Like, yeah. I I don't see anything I don't see, like, I, that's the reason why I'm saying I think it's a watch and repeat Like, the same with Rosenstrike, where Because Rosenstrike didn't look good last night either Like, and that's why I was saying Like, I wasn't sure if JDS was That much better than what we thought he would have been Or if Rosenstrike was just not that great And I think it's a mixture of both I, I, I don't know, I think JDS It probably is time It is time for JDS, honestly To call it quits and hang it up and just like Lyle said last night, like it wasn't anything impressive by Rosenstrike at all last night. Like it's Close. it's, it's kind of like it, to me is like oh you won, but I kind of gave it the same weight as like like Cheetah Rivera like Cheetah Rivera like that oh, fight you won. was interesting though. It it was interesting, but it, I think it's more or less because of the 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 quote that he had. I had more dog in me than him, like I, it. It was to me. It just seemed like the like the kid that kind of just got uh he got he lucked up on a fight.
2: Yeah, and, the, yeah. The talk about banana peel, right? So, I I think that that wasn't even a banana peel.
1: He broke his foot, bro. Yeah, I
2: like. So I, I don't have a problem with Cheeto Vero winning the fight, right? Because at the end of the day, he went in for the ground pound, and the ref had to stop it. The thing—I don't like this narrative that's going to start to develop, and we all know it's going to develop. Oh, but Cheeto, he, he crushed Sean O'Malley. He, he finished him. He knocked him out, blah, blah, And I'm like, man, the reality is anybody with a, a peanut-sized brain they could see that Sean O'Malley took himself out of the fight because he fucking rolled on his ankle and fucked up whatever he had going on. And apparently, it's a it's a reentry from what he had before. Oh,
1: so, from like 2018, I think.
2: Yeah, so it's kind of like, like for real, for real. I I mean, that's a fight I would like to see run back, but of course, that's not going to happen because Cheeto's going to move on to fight somebody in the top fifteen or top ten. While Sean O'Malley got to got to uh, got to go through rehab now, right? Whether surgery or not. So, I. I can't say I'm impressed with Cheeto cuz he didn't do anything, you know. Honestly, I mean, he, he,
1: he did. He, he, I I agree. I agree he, he didn't, didn't do, do I've, I I'll put it like this. I'm I'm somewhat split because though I said like yeah, he he didn't do enough to impress me to be like like Rosenstrike did, right? He didn't impress me in the same he impressed me in the same fashion as Rosenstrike. But in the same breath, I think it's the debate really... I think the debate is less about what happened on the feet and more what happened on the ground. Right. Just because once... Because just anybody that watched the fight, Sean O'Malley was killing him the whole time, rolled his foot, like you said, and that's when you saw the ties change. And when the ties changed, you started seeing Vera saying, yo, I need to press this dude because I got him. And you can, if anybody really watched the fight, you could see Sean O'Malley... Trying to like pretty much hot not hobble but he's trying as much as he can to not put any pressure on his foot while he's standing up. Yeah. Gets caught, he gets caught, goes down. He tries to get up and he tries to put weight on that foot. Can't get back up, and then that's when Vera was like, "Yo, it's time." Gets yeah. on top of him and he's he's hitting him and he hits him with right. some with some good strikes. That I, the, if you watch that fight again, there yeah. it. it I know Nas would probably want to say this too. There, it looked like he almost knocked him out.
0: Yeah, no, it looked uh, like he went out for like a quick second.
2: No, what yeah. I'm saying, what I'm saying is the ground pound where he was on top of him when Sean O'Malley was on the ground. I, you can't. I'm not discrediting none of that, but that sequence would have never happened if Sean O'Malley didn't roll. Because if you look exactly. at it, from the break, Sean O'Malley he didn't he didn't get dropped. From the break, he was coming. He was he was stepping back. And he rolled his ankle, and from there, he, he dropped on the floor because, you know, his his foot or ankle, whatever, gave out on him. So Cheeto took advantage, which he's, which he's not wrong for, right, because you're in a fight, the ref didn't stop it. So I right. don't fault him there. He took advantage, and he finished Sean O'Malley. So that I, will not, I won't take away from him. But for him to ever, even get that opportunity was because Sean had that freak accident. You know, and... It, like I said, no hit on Cheeto or nothing like that. We'll see how he does when he fights, a, a, you know. Another tougher opponent. Oppa- yeah, another top 10, or I mean top 15, top 10 guy. And now for Sean O'Malley, I mean, of course the whole world, well not the whole world, but some people are crapping on him. And it, we'll see how he handles it. Either he's, he, you know, he wipes that shit off and he gets back stronger or he... Or he becomes like Ronda Rousey, which I don't I'm, think he'll t- be. Nah, he'll
1: be I bad. mean, I, yeah, he'll he'll be back because he. I mean, this is a a re-injury, that's yeah. all. So like, and he just re-injured himself, and on top of it, outside of that injury, I mean, when it's been a minute since he's lost a round, like or not. Let me not say a because it's, but like it's been a, it's been a minute. Like he's been on a hot streak for a while, so. He was already being talked as one of those fighters that's, like, for the 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 new watchers, like the people that are the younger guys, the younger fans, more or less. He's one of, like, the new guys that you want. You're, you're saying, like, hey, this may be one of the new guys that's going to come up and fight, and we may be watching history in the making. Same right. way, maybe not necessarily the same as Connor, but in the sense of he's got the personality. He can fight. And all it takes is if he can just keep inching himself up the ladder to to a title fight, it's a possibility of him being one of the new one of those new faces that I know I'm quite sure Dana Dana would favor. But like with the whole with like Cheetah Rivera though, like Cheetah Rivera, the whole thing with him was like it. I think it's a humbleness that you that you notice in a lot of fighters. When let's say I know I should I I won, but I won But it's because X, Because he got hurt Like yeah. Like I mean It's Like you look at someone Like Chris Wyman, For instance And I, I watched that fight Again recently well, Oh against yeah Anderson Silva Yeah, yeah. That That's Anderson Silva yo, Anderson Silva had no reason To be the way he was But
0: uh, Really kind of Just playing around in there Like <laughs> yeah. yo chill
1: Yo Anderson Silva <laughs> slapped himself In the head And was like Come on man Fight me Fight me He was like come on Put his hands behind his back. I'm like, fam. He started doing the little dance, then he got knocked out or whatever. But in the same sense, right? Like, even maybe not that one, but in the second fight when it was Silva, Silva, Wyman, too, right? Yeah. At some extent, granted, we, there's some place of the MMA gods and the playing in this. But when Silva broke his leg, Wyman took the win and he knew he beat him. He kind of, i think—Wyman was un, understood. I beat this guy, but I never had a chance to really beat Silva. He beat Silva, but he never really had a chance to beat Silva in the sense of take fighting Silva when he's being serious, and Silva not having a freak accident. And I think in that same sense, it's the same thing. I think that humbleness there should be should have been transcended into Vera, like Chita Vera, like. Yeah, he didn't
0: give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, yo, he's you know, like, he, look, he lost. I beat his ass. Like, y'all got a problem with me? Come beat me. Like, <laughs> essentially, it's like, I, it's like, yo, there's
1: no. I, I got more dog in me than than him and any other fighter in this world. I'm like, buddy, you do know you were losing until he, till he broke his foot, pretty much, right? Hey, man, yeah.
0: he's a heel now.
2: White heel. No, no, I I don't think Cheeto. You need are, something uh, like that though. Yeah. I don't think Cheeto's a heel, right? Because there a lot of people that wanted him to win. They didn't. A lot of people fucking hate Sean O'Malley, and then because of the whole rainbow hair shit, right, and right. this Conor knockoff, whatever. I don't think I Cheeto's a. I don't think Cheeto is a heel. I think, che, I think Cheeto's unproven. You know, as you beat Sean O'Malley. Which is the big his biggest fight to date d- just due to popularity. Right. But it's not biggest fight to date as far as credibility goes. Right. You when Cheeto starts fighting these top ten bantamweight guys, like the the real fucking guys of the division, that's when we'll really see who he really fucking is in the UFC. I mean like uh, that's and that's just all. I just wanna see like I'm pretty sure him and Sean O'Malley, they'll probably rematch down the line. But now that he, he's past this line, let's see what Cheeto's really about. Or is this shit just a flash in a pan? And that's all That's all I want to see for me.
1: Yeah. Oh, everybody, if y'all haven't seen it, um, make sure y'all go listen to those snippets of uh si, The Prince, rapping for, uh, who was it, Travis Scott? Travis Scott, doing, yeah. Doing that the wrestling
2: tracks. All th- the quick thing about that is, should we be surprised?
0: No. I mean, at the end of the day, like, uh, and it's kind of a conversation for another day. Like, I mean, like, we all know that a lot of these rappers are writing for each other at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's just is what it is. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean we can't enjoy their music, but I will never say that. You'll never be in my top 10 writers if you have a writer. You know what I mean? It just won't.
2: But the thing with Travis Scott, even though Travis Scott is a rapper, and I like Travis Scott, I think he makes great music. He does I think nobody looks at Travis Scott as we're listening to Travis Scott for his fucking pen. We're nah, listening to him right. for for the like, okay, what mm. kind of yeah, what kind of shades he's going to put out? That that's what we're listening to Travis Scott for. So the to sound. me, I'm not yeah, the sound. There we go. I'm not disappointed. I to me, I'm like okay, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Honestly, to be honest with you, I'm. It didn't phase it didn't
1: me none because we went through this already with uh, Tory Lanez. When oh, him yeah. and Tory Lanez had got into it, or Tory Lane oh, that's what it was. when Tory, They were saying Tory Lane sounded like Travis. And he was like, I sound like the people I write for, if that's the case. And yeah. you, we never heard any backlash, we never heard anything that said otherwise. And he ran around saying this a lot. So I think, and I, I don't think Travis was shy about it. I think the only disappointment I had. From hearing the reference tracks, was damn, this is why we're not, we'll probably never get another Sci High album. Because when you start to think about it, and granted, I don't think Sci High can make that type of music necessarily from even listening to those clips, I wasn't impressed to the point I'm like, you should have kept this for yourself. Right. But understanding the level of pen that he has, that you're like, damn, I wish. If you have this type of pen and no dope on Sunday, to me is a really great album personally. So to hear oh, no Fuck. dope on no dope on Sunday, what 2017, and reason why we're not getting music is because you've been writing hits for everybody. It's like it's, I'm happy because he's getting the, he's getting the real bag. That's where the real bag is. But yeah. like, I was just as a fan of his music, I was just like, damn, I wish. This is why I'll probably never get another album from him, though he had a really great album, uh no dope on Sunday, so
0: oh no, man, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens, see what we' about to say about it. I'm sure the Twitter sphere is gonna you know go go along and talk about this for the next few days,
1: oh yeah, oh, they definitely are I'm oh, hold on,
0: what happened
1: so Kim. It just announced Kim Kardashian is going to try to get C. Murder out of jail. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah.
2: Hey man, shouts out shouts out to Kim Kim K for that man. It, yeah. It's time, man. Listen, shouts out to No woman. I was about to say, especially with the No Limit Chronicles gonna, going on, let's get C. Murder out, man. Facts. If, if he didn't, if he didn't commit that murder, yeah, man, let's get this man free.
1: Yeah, dude admitted to it on the uh, on the joint too. On because there's was like a I think it was a series like five parts or something like that.
2: Well, I, mean, I think it's uh, it's still going. Like the the fifth episode just came out, but like there's going to be new episodes still for a couple more weeks.
1: Oh really? Because I know um I, no nah, I think it's only five parts. Because I know um they just put out they started putting out the DMX one the Rough Riders uh chronicles actually. Shout outs to BET for doing that too.
2: Right. I think yeah, I was gonna say that's dope. I I like that. I like I hope that they they touch Continue. on other Cash
0: other, money.
2: Cash money. I hope they do one for Swisher House. Three yeah, oh, three six. Oh, it's three six mafia. I hope I hope they keep doing that shit. That's to me is dope. Yeah. And it kinda exposes this generation now to like what we were what we had when right. we were a fucking middle school, high school.
1: Yeah, because I it, you're absolutely right because I, I think it's good to have that exposure because I don't know if anybody saw this on Twitter <laughs> earlier this week. Um, they were trying to credit because they call it what is it relaxed and slowed music now chopped and wow. screwed music. Wow, they were getting because it's called something different. It's this generation calls it like. Slowed and relaxed, or
2: some shit, right? S- slow and reverb, or some shit like reverb and
1: yeah. reverb and relaxed, or something, or reverb uh. music, or something. So, what I guess this girl did a TikTok video saying, like, oh, uh, I think it's Jay Stone or something like that. He ended up creating this reverb music. And it's because of him we can thank him because he slows music down and all of this stuff, Aww. giving different music, <laughs> different giving a different meaning. <laughs> man, fuck that, bitch,
0: man! Wow. Yeah, was, hey, was, Twitter on, ended
1: man. up, Twitter ended up like having to put so many people on game because I saw Chopped and Screwed or DJ Screw was trending. Yeah,
2: d- and, yeah, man. That, that's that, and, if yeah. If I was DJ Screw, I'll be rolling in my fucking grave. Like that's of part of, of the reason
0: you know? me and Lyle are friends, man. For real, for real.
2: Yeah, I man. Slim Thug already platinum. Chopped yeah. and screwed, bro. Yeah, yeah. one of the things we related I, over. Yeah, I've never <laughs> listened to the,
1: the Chopped and Screw. I never could get into Chopped and Screw like that as a kid for some reason. Yeah,
0: yeah. shout out to did. Michael Watts, man.
1: Yeah, shout outs to him. Shout outs to Michael Watts, DJ Screw, Paul Wall, Mike Jones, all of them. Uh, some Thug, we can't forget. But there's a lot of people. Even there's a lot of people in the behind the. I know there's a lot of people behind the scenes that help make all of that happen. Even um. Shout out to George Floyd, rest in peace. Because he was yeah. with your house. Yeah. He, did, he was part he, of a screwed up click. Yeah, he had a song. Yeah. There's a song. There's a couple of songs he has on the internet, actually. So it's yeah, that's crazy how it's crazy how thing how life is sometimes when you look at it like that. But Yeah, life's weird. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it definitely is. And it also just shows you how history repeats itself to some extent. But even but luckily enough, the artists that the the DJ that uh artist that the girl was referring to um, he came out and made a statement saying, like, yo, he actually tweeted her and was like, Yo, listen, I'm from Houston, I grew up on DJ Screw. Yeah, that's yeah, where good I for him. The... He I was like, Because he's like only 18 or 19, he was like, or 20 maybe. He's like, I got that, I got that music, I grew up listening to that, and that's where the idea came from for this. So, luckily for him, and kids, do you anybody listening to this? When you listen to music, try to do your research just to see where certain styles come from because history repeats itself. So all
0: right, all right y'all got any but, final words?
1: Um, drink water, wear a mask, and don't forget to register to vote. Wow.
2: My final words is watch the NBA playoffs. It's gonna be the shit. Um, and we'll see you all. The next time, whenever thou may be, we don't know because the world is changing week by week.
0: Yeah, and my last few words are, um, it's all right to be ignorant. It's not good (laughs) to stay that way. Facts. See y'all later, y'all. You've been highly
1: advised.